works, and I am not here to please you. Ninety point one FM, KKFI, Kansas City Community Radio, streaming online at www.kkfi.org. The views and opinions of this program are those of its host and guests, and do not necessarily reflect the views and opinions of ninety point one FM, KKFI, Midcoast Radio Project, or its staff and volunteers. Mastery, sad story now Still waiting for the truth to be told now It won't be long now now. Won't be long Heard the news, heard your rivers all run dry And on TV, I see missiles Word is out Loud whispering going on Boy, angels turn mercenaries Coming ten thousand strong Boy, I'm in Guru Motherland, yeah Boy, I'm in Guru Black and white sand Motherland, yeah, yeah, yeah. Whoa, I've been you. 
And you're listening to 90.1 FM KKFI Kansas City Community Radio. This is Brother Jay, and I'm co-hosting Urban Connection along with Donna, who we have online. Donna, can you hear me? I can hear you loud and clear, Jay. Thank you so much for being there in that engineer uh, chair. Uh, Thank you, Karen, for being there in studio. Uh, I'm Donna Wolf, host of Urban Connection. We're uh, zooming in remotely uh, with our guest today from the organization known as Peace Works Kansas City. We have Vice Chair of that organization, Mary Ladke. I hope I said that right. Yeah. We have artist. Great, great. Glad we did. We have artist Melanie Bolden on the Zoom with us and artist and author Rochelle Weishoff-Fields. And we're talking about an upcoming event uh, that's been happening for the past 32 years in uh, Kansas City. And uh, it's the PeaceWorks Arts Fair, the 2023 version, this 32nd celebration of the intersection of peace and art. So welcome everybody to uh, Urban Connections, and welcome back to KKFI, because you guys have been all over uh, KKFI leading up to this event. Mary? Yes, we have. Thank you so much. We appreciate that. Yeah. Get about the fair? Yes. Tell us a little bit about the art fair. Sure. Um, It's the PeaceWorks Kansas City Local Art Fair, and it's a fundraiser for Peace with Kansas City. And we're a nonprofit, all-volunteer organization promoting peace and justice. So the fair is next weekend. That's next Saturday, the 23rd, from 10 a.m. to 6. And also next Sunday, the 24th of September, 10 a.m. to 5. And the, the location is Tice Park in Kansas City. And that's where Emmanuel Cleaver meets Oak Street, right, right there in Kansas City, Missouri. So, right across the street from the Nelson uh, yeah. Nelson Gallery, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yes. Um, so this, like you said, this is PeaceWorks' 32nd year celebrating peace and arts. So um, we don't want people to miss the chance to stroll through Tice Park, which provides lots of shade to enjoy a peaceful day perusing the art of over 70 artists. There's no entry fee, and the park is pet friendly. The art oh. fair. Yeah. I'm sorry, go ahead. No, I was going to say, I mean, um, that's a beautiful park. That's a beautiful setting, and and it's perfectly set up for uh, having booths with art all along those winding walkways uh, in that park. Um, And we have two artists with us here on the call today who are going to be participating in that art fair. Um, I think that... um, we should talk a little bit more about about peace works and uh, regarding the uh, art fair. I have a couple of quotes from uh, one of your members, Anne Sue Ellen Trot. Oh, yeah. A quote: "Through the free expression of the inner life and spirit of the artist, we have uh, we have access to other stories, emotions, hopes, and dreams, and even their unconscious thoughts." And she refers to um, Prince Mishkin in by in the Dostoevsky's the, Idi- the Idiot, 
quote, the world will be saved by beauty. Mm -hmm. And uh, Anne goes on to say, hate, fear, and violence distort our thoughts and actions. Art reveals our deepest selves. Mm -hmm. Solidarity, mutual aid, and love in action are necessary to prevent violence from even entering our our thoughts. And I thought that was a pretty nice spirit in which um, to host uh, an event, and you've done it for for 32 years. Now we got Melanie Bolden on the line, um, local artist. She owns a uh, multimedia arts company that's called Bold, and uh, she's a visual artist originally from Lawrence, Kansas. Is that correct, Melanie? Yes, that's correct. Originally from uh, Lawrence, Kansas. She's been into art and flourished in art through art since her childhood years. Um, Melody's body of work includes collaborative murals, handmade beaded jewelry, canvas paintings, mosaic tile work, graphic arts, t-shirts, and custom bench work uh, paintings. And I want you to tell us about whatever this thing was, this piece that was commissioned uh, by Toni Morrison, the the world-renowned writer Toni Morrison. Um, also with us today is Rochelle Weishoff Fields. She's an award-winning artist and author who studied painting and lithography at the Kansas City Art Institute. Um, she enjoys working in pencil or pen and ink, but her preferred media is uh, watercolor, where she says there's a freedom to it that I never found with any other media. So we want to spend the hour getting to know your art, your inspiration, and uh, a little bit more about uh, PeaceWorks uh, Kansas City. Um, Our co-host Karen E. Griffin is an artiste as well, and um, so I'm sure she's going to have some some questions and and insights to share uh, regarding our subject, which which is creating peace through art, I guess. That's the whole purpose uh, of the whole thing. Um, tell us, Mary, a little bit more now about PeaceWorks. What does it actually do as an organization? Okay, uh, just briefly, um, PeaceWorks has been around for over 40 years. Um, it's a nonprofit, all-volunteer organization that works toward accountability, peace in the community, and the abolition of nuclear weapons. Um, PeaceWorks works hard towards a nuclear weapons-free world, uh, starting with trying to stop production of nuclear weapons at our local nuclear parts plant, which is the National Security Campus, right here, South Kansas City, on Box Road. So many people don't even know that it exists. It's it's a massive plant of creating and building um, or making about 85% of the nuclear parts plants that make nuclear weapons. So I always say it's like we build the... The gun part, not the bullet, is what we do here in Kansas City, and it's very large. So we are trying to hopefully encourage them to build something productive and not destructive at that plant. So everybody has a great job, but maybe building something that encourages life on this planet instead of destruction on this planet, which nuclear weapons do. Um, Peace Force is also committed to nonviolence, for caring for our Earth, and the end to war poverty and racism, which are massive issues 
we all have to deal with from the grassroots up. I dare say. Um, who were the founders of, of PeaceWorks? Um, How did they get, get together? You know, I, I don't know too much because I've been with, uh, they've been over 40 years. I've been here uh, over 10. Uh, it was at Cheatham's. Um, I don't remember the first name because I never mm -hmm. had to them. They passed away before I uh, joined. But they started and they were very dedicated. And it started around the nuclear weapons issue. In the 80s, uh, nuclear weapons was something that people were very afraid of and very aware of and wanted them to end. And it resolved, it, um, all focused around the, the USSR and the United States. And then when the USSR fell apart, we thought, oh, we don't need to worry about nuclear weapons anymore because they don't exist and we don't have to worry anymore. Right. Um, they right. building more and more and more and updating all the ones we have. We can blow up the world 10 times over, if not more. And they're just making, sending billions and billions of dollars to make more when we should be helping the climate and helping people survive and have food and housing instead of wasting money on destructive weapons. Absolutely. I totally agree. Um, so the, the founders were just some local citizens who cared and uh, what a great legacy you know yeah. that they left that organization with people still working towards that ideal and if we don't work towards it you know you got to work to bring the vision uh to reality you know so uh appreciate appreciate the work um the work that you're doing yeah. um yeah um melanie i'm back to you now can you uh Tell us about your art and why you decided to participate in this um, art fair put on by PeaceWorks Kansas City. Um, do you make choices like that just based on, you know, the nature of the of the event, whether or not to participate? Um, you know what? The thing about me, as you mentioned, I have done artwork since my childhood years. I would say since I was about four years old, my dad kind of introduced me into the art world, with drawing tunes and stuff like that when I was younger. So I've been doing it as a hobby for my whole life. Um, I just stepped into the business side of things as of May this year. Oh, congratulations. <laughs> um, so <laughs> thank you. Um, and so, yeah, it's just been going on for a little while. Of course, friends, family members, co-workers, co they all know that I love art and I do art. They see it and they're like, why aren't you selling it yet? But there's two parts to art, you know. Yeah, I have the painting part now, but the business side, you know, that's a little bit different behind the scenes. Yeah. That you don't quite see so often that takes a lot of time, work, and dedication as well. Um, but how I got introduced to PeaceWorks, actually my first art fair was in June at the downtown Overland Park art fair mm -hmm. and uh, there was a uh, can't think of his name but he was a representative of PeaceWorks that stopped by my booth and my work just caught his eye he's like oh my gosh I think that you would do so great here's my card I'm gonna pass on your information you need to go check it out and mm -hmm. so um, I had a couple people that did that and so after the art fair I was like okay this is a great turnout from a very first time <laughs> I had a lot yeah. of people, you know, recommending me to different things. So I just came home and got on my laptop, looked and researched, and I, you know, really enjoy what PeaceWorks is about. Um, actually, part of my bio says that with my art, I want to, you know, have people, um, you know, a part of wholesomeness and awareness is what I would like to bring when they see my art, just to 
bring things back down in a peaceful way. Art is actually very therapeutic for me, and so I hope that people can see that within my art as well. Yeah, I think that happens, you know, when, when you're sincere, it, it comes out. They'll, they'll see it. Um, so what made you cross that line? What made you take that leap and, and, and become an entrepreneur in, in art? Well, like I said, it's been a long time. It's been a hobby for a while. I just am a person, I just have to feel comfortable. And, you know, they say you're not 100% ready ever. But, you know, with me and who I am, I'm very detailed. And so I think I have enough research. I have enough details. I have plenty of notebooks with all my notes down on how taxes work and how accounting works and how this works. It's your heart. And so, yeah, I just had to have the, the vacuum piece in addition to my art. So Well, that's um, good. I, Nobody says you have to be a starving uh, yeah. artist. <laughs> right. Sure, I don't but, like to start really? so I have to have a plan in place. <laughs> I gotcha. I gotcha. Well, tell us, about, tell us something. Tell us about your art. Tell us about bold um your entity that you've created yeah um so my name's melody bolden the name bold uh derived from my last name um well you see a couple of my paintings that's on my wall i'm running out of space here but i like to have bold colors and bold images um i usually will have like silhouettes because i like for the viewer to use their imagination on who the person could be whether they would like to imagine themselves or someone else um, I don't particularly do detail with people because, you know, when you look at it, you're like, who is that supposed to be? Or I know who that is. So I just challenge people to use their imagination when looking at my paintings. Um, my signature is uh, rhinestones. And so on all of my paintings, you will catch a glimpse of a little bit of sparkle. Um, I think mm -hmm. that just kind of finishes finishes it off and kind of life, makes the painting come to life. Mm, okay. So it, I hear some design kind of thing in there um, <laughs> what are you talking about um another artist that we have with us today is uh rochelle weisoff fields he's an artist went to the art institute tell us about your your how you became an artist and 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 the kind of mission that you're on rochelle all right first of all it's with off but Wissoff. Okay, thank you. No one pronounces it right. I had a yeah, teacher in school that called me wise off. Oh, my. <laughs> he had a reason for that. Okay. Um, but I always loved to draw. Um, I, I've been kidded about being born with a purple crayon in my hand. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> Purple's my favorite color. Yeah, okay. if you look me up on, if you look up Addicted to Purple online, you will find my website. Yeah. Um, so being an artist was always my dream from as long as I can remember. So I always drew, uh, went two years to the Kansas City Art Institute and learned, basically what I learned at the Art Institute was that uh, my teachers and I had very different ideas about what art was. And I was married at the time and really too young to know what I really wanted, but I dropped out and had children. And um, so I would do art for my friends, a lot of pen and ink things. Um, I was, it was suggested to me by a therapist that I draw my feelings. 
And then she said, told me not to get hit by a truck because she'd lose her license. But <laughs> because some of those feelings were pretty, pretty grim. Okay. Um, but I kind of have gotten away from that as I retired um, from a job as a sign maker, cake decorator, uh, about eight years ago. And at the time, I was writing a series of novels based loosely based on my grandparents. Um, who were Polish-Russian immigrants who came over at the turn of the century to escape the massacres before the Holocaust in Eastern Europe. So I started, I was writing these books, and that's what got me into watercolor. I did the covers for the book, and then I, uh, the publisher suggested I do a book of illustrations because I was doing portraits of my characters, putting them online, and he said, would you consider doing a coffee table companion book of illustrations? And I was like, let me think about it a minute. Okay. And, mm -hmm. and from there, I did like 200 illustrations for these novels. And after that, it was like, okay, what do I do next? Because now I'm in this painting zone and I can't stop. Uh -huh. and by then, I had gotten into a small art fair out in Blue Springs and met up with a, uh, started going to a printer out there. And uh, if you ever need uh, prints, um, I have a woman that prepares prints for me. Is it okay to drop her name? Uh, probably not. It might turn into a it might be construed as a commercial, and we don't okay, want to do that. Okay, then I won't. But anyway, okay. she did marvelous, um, marvelous work for me. That the first um, art fest festival that I was in, it was uh, corks and canvas, and it centered around wine and art. And so I started doing wine glasses, and discovered that I could do glass, and. Mm -hmm. I mean, I just fell in love with painting glass, and from there it was water and flowers. And um, I mean, through through COVID, I painted 42 different paintings just for my own um, peace of mind. Um. So, both of you have said that art is therapeutic. Art is art is healing. Um. I think that's a wonderful thing to share with people. <laughs> I think I keep talking about these canvases that my kids gave me for Christmas birthday or something like that, like several years ago. And 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 uh, a set with, you know, all kinds, you know, there was oils, there was acrylics in there, there's charcoal, there's crank, you know, all this stuff. And I am... So I haven't done it yet. I haven't done it yet. So what uh, gets you started? <laughs> just do it. Um, did you want to go first, Melanie? Or? Go ahead, Melanie. Um, I don't, that's really a hard question. Um, I was nodding my head here and talking about COVID because that's when a lot of my work just kind of came out because I was able to just focus because I was at home and I didn't have to worry about my nine to five work and all of that and the extra, you know, all of that stuff. And so I was mm -hmm. actually able to sit at home in peace, which a lot of people, you know, COVID was a stressful time. Mine was probably the most peaceful time because I was, it was just me and my art. So, 
lot of my work, you will see the year 2020, 2021 on there. <laughs> but yeah, it just just cranked out because I was able to, my mind was able to be free. And so the creativity just flowed out. Yeah. Rochelle. Um, really, it's just, I, I would just tell you, Donna, just do it. Because that's what they say, a, a, a journey of a thousand miles starts with one step. This is true. And I mean, I, like Melanie, I was very peaceful during COVID. I wasn't scratching on my door to get out. And uh, <laughs> it was me and, and my writing and, and my painting. And I was, I was very much at peace. And, uh, but I will say there are times, especially when I, I have a commission, um, I do portraits of people, dogs, pretty much anything. And sometimes I will get the sketch down and it'll take me two days to actually apply paint because, mm-hmm. you know, I just have to, to do it. Mm-hmm. So what would you, uh, how would you describe the style of art you create? I'm, I'm looking at your website, which is rochellewithsoft.com uh, slash art. Um, right. Well, maybe that's where I'm at. RochelleWissoff.com. You know, I think I was adding an E in there. That's why I was saying Wissoff, but it's Rochelle, W-I-S-O-F-F.com right. is, is where your art can be found. But what do you, what, what style of painting do you do? Um, I would say it it is borders on impressionism. Okay. Uh, I mean, I don't. I, I don't do camera realism, and somebody once said, oh, I bet if you were to really apply yourself and take your time, you could do it. And I'm, I'm like, but why? Nah. If you want camera realism, that's what cameras are for. Mm-hmm. So take a picture. Yeah. And, and a lot of times what I love with watercolor, that pen and ink I was very controlled and very detailed. And watercolor has freed me up to go, oh, you know, sometimes things happen that I didn't plan, but I love it. Yeah. So it's kind of a a love affair and a give and take rather than a wrestling match. Yeah, I think with creativity, um, the weird things, the mistakes, that's the, the genius of the thing. Um, in art, that thing that's weird or, I mean, that's, I think that's even true with supposedly beautiful people. They're really, there's something odd about them. There's something different about them, (laughs) you know, that, that's, uh, and that's, that's what's attractive. That's what's, um, beautiful. Uh, Karen, did you have any questions, uh, for our well, they answered yeah. the hello, Rochelle and Mary and Melanie. Thank you um, Hi, Karen. from an artist to an artist. Thank you for uh, continuing your passion. Um, you answered the question. You answered the question I was going to ask you was during COVID because I do know a lot of artists completely shut off because they felt like they could not be as creative if they needed to be 
And a lot of them are just now getting back into the game and trying to figure out how do I get ready for my next show? I don't have enough body of work. And that's what I've heard a lot of artists say. I don't have enough body of work for a show. So um, for both of you ladies, when you're getting ready now for your show, how do you plan for an art show? Um, well, for me, it's uh, actually using a lot of the paintings from COVID. <laughs> um, again, I just started a few months ago, and so I think this will be my third third art fair this mm -hmm. year. And then I have two more after piecework. Um, a lot of my paintings, I do use what I have, and then sometimes I try to do a couple new ones just so something is different within my booth. Uh, most most of the time I try to go with, if there's a theme that's within the art fair itself, then that's what my new pieces consist of. Hey, um, would love to hear uh, Rochelle answer to that question, but we're going to have to take a break. And uh, when we come back, we'll continue our conversation with uh, artists Melanie Bolden and Rochelle Withoff-Fields, and also Mary uh, Laddie, who is the... Um, vice chair of the organization we know and love as PeaceWorks Kansas City. You're tuned to 90.1 FM KKFI, Kansas City Community Radio. The program is Urban Connections. I'm Donna Wolf, your host. Our co-host, Karen e. Griffin, is in studio with our engineer, uh, fabulous Jay Hawkins, host of Changing Narratives Beats public affairs program here at KKFI that starts at 5 o'clock p.m., top of the hour, right after Urban Connection. So you ready for the break, Jay? Ready. <laughs> Take it away. It's New Orleans jazz clarinet and street parades and clubs with virtuoso Evan Christopher. Then, Monday drums and songs from French West Africa by Siddiqui Kande heard alongside Louisiana Zydeco from Sun Pie Barnes on American Roots from PRX. Sundays from 1 to 3 a.m. or anytime on the KKFI two-week archive. Did you know your business or organization could be sponsoring this episode of Urban Connections? Learn more at kkfi.org marketing. And you're listening to 90.1 FM KKFI Kansas City Community Radio. This is Brother Jay co-hosting on Urban Connection and Sister Donna online with us. Donna, are you there? <laughs> I'm still here, All right. uh, Jay. Um, yeah, and we have guests with us uh, today. Uh, joining remotely, Mary uh, Ladke of PeaceWorks Kansas City. Uh, we have two artists who are participating in the PeaceWorks Art Fair, the 32nd event wow. of this type, uh, hosted by PeaceWorks. 
these two artists are Melanie Bolden and Rochelle Withoff Seals. Uh, Michelle, um, Rochelle is also uh, a writer and has uh, several uh, produced several publications. Starting with, correct me if I'm wrong, tell us more about this um, sort of um, what do you call it? Biographical uh, trilogy uh, about your family members who were uh, Russian Jews in World War II or leading up to that? Yeah, it's actually before World War One that they came. Oh, over. okay. But if you're familiar with the uh, the musical Fiddler on the Roof, yes, this is the dark side of Fiddler on the Roof because oh. was, as much as I love it, it was very lightly handled. Mm. Um, yeah, a was, lot of dancing and singing. Right. Uh, there was a lot of blood and death and, and persecution mm-hmm. uh, in, in Eastern Europe. Uh, mm-hmm. Hitler, it was not original with Hitler. Mm-hmm. It wasn't original with the Tsar either. Mm-hmm. So anyway, I was trying to, at this point when I had this idea, um, I was trying to write something about my grandfather, who my mother said came over with the shirt on his back and taught himself to be a tailor. Um, couldn't really find out much more, so I ended up having to invent a family. Um, so the main character, Hava Cohen, is a rabbi's daughter. She's she's kind of um, a Yentl type where she has a lot of knowledge that women weren't allowed to have back then. What do you mean by and, Yentl type? Okay, if you're familiar, I, I'm kind of dating myself. There was a movie years ago with Barbara Streisand, Okay. And women were not allowed to study or be rabbis or, you know, any of that kind of thing. They weren't allowed to, you know, pray in, a, in the first book, please say Kaddish for me. They weren't even allowed to say the Kaddish for the dead because mm. they were women. The prayer uh, for the dead. The prayer for the dead. Right. right. It's actually a prayer in honor of the dead. But, okay. Um, so that's where I started from and, and wanted to shed some light on the pogroms or massacres in Eastern Europe. That, you know, they, there weren't the pictures that Hitler men took. There, mm-hmm. So we don't, we don't know as much about it, but it, it was as calculated and, and bloody, mm-hmm. just not as widespread as the Holocaust. Mm-hmm. There have been so many holocausts in human history. Right. Uh, till it's it's mind uh, boggling, and I I think we ought to call these hol- all of the holocausts out. I I agree. I I don't know where one race gets the idea that they're better than another. Than another. We are yeah. all so. We're more alike than we are different, and if people would realize that, yeah, it would be a better place. Well, I, I totally agree, and uh, that's one of the things, right, Mary, um, that uh, PeaceWork is is working on. How does how does PeaceWork manifest its work? I mean, how do you? What is PeaceWorks doing to combat? Um, racism, for example, that's one of the areas of, that that's what we're talking about now, racism. And um, 
Well, what does the organization actually do to to combat that? Well, I think what we're trying to do is we reach out more and better than we did before, and we're learning how to reach out more and to show up for other people and to help out and to follow other people's leads instead of our lead because they probably know more than us on certain topics. You know, we, we follow up gun violence in the city, police violence in the city, the climate issues we have locally and nationally, worldwide, racism. Um, we're aware of all these things. So we have a very strong focus on um, nuclear weapons and war, but we know all these things are connected and they all build upon each other. And we have to work together as a whole to make the world better for us. So, you know, there's lots of ways of doing that, but one of the things that we do with the art fair is that the art can help build, uh, art can help build the peace process. It, it, it adds a, it offers a different perspective. It's a way of um, getting to know and understand people maybe that we wouldn't think about. And it helps um, bring more acceptance of people and it lessens fear. So um, I think there's a real huge importance of art and uh, the building of peace. And um, kind of some of the thoughts I put down is that I say that art is vital to our society. Art is a form of sharing, allowing artists to express their unique creativity. Art is a way to engage. Art can challenge us and make us think and feel. Art can bring people together, build community, educate, and change attitudes. Art is beautiful and calms the soul. And those are all things that we hope we can um, portray in this art fair and in the work that we do for peace and social justice. So um, we're very pleased to be doing this for 32 years. And I think when people come to the fair, they'll see what a lovely event it is and how peaceful and beautiful it is and how everybody's happy and just enjoying themselves. It's just a really nice day. Even just come to view to see what other people are saying and um, showing us art. Absolutely. Quest, uh, you have a question, Karen? I do. Hello, Michelle, and thank you for all the service that you're providing just to bring peace within the arts. My question for you is, how do you go about selecting artists for this event? Well, I don't actually do it, but I, I think there's a process. Um, I know the office handles that. Uh, that's all volunteer, of course. Um, and they have a, an application that you fill out, and you fill out the information. I think you send samples of your work, and... Um, I'm not sure, you know, what the total process is, but I know there's an application process and you have an opportunity to send in your work and what you're sharing. And then they, I think, you know, they include just about everybody. I don't think, you know, we want diversity. We want a wide a range of art. We're working on getting, you know, we're interested in um, inclusion. We reach out to communities of color persons of all genders and people with disabilities. And we're working on doing a better job of that. Because in the past, you know, you know, you just do what you always do. But we're really working to reach out to include everyone. Because everyone has an important voice and we all need to be heard. Okay. Do you all also, right. So do you shout also, out to any artists oh, you who are who are listening. Uh, here's another event that you can uh, participate in. Uh, Rochelle and Melanie, you want to talk about your uh, the process you went through to to become uh, participants in this art fair. Um, yeah, this is. I'm trying to think of when I when I first entered. 
Um, but I, I do remember it was it was very. Uh, I was very nervous. It was the first time I'd had to fill out an application and send in examples of my work and and then wait to see if I was accepted or not. But it was really okay. a very easy easy process. Okay. And it's affordable. No. I think one thing that we do do is we make it affordable for you to enter this. Right. Here. It's not costly mm -hmm. so that we can bring in everyone. And I think that's mm -hmm. something that we're very um, purposely doing. Okay. Um, on the website, peaceworkskc.org, uh, it talks about the arts here. There's a, there's a blurb on there that says, thanks to artists for applying. PeaceWorks KC is committed to inclusion, communities of color, persons of all generations, LGBTQIA uh, folks, and people with disabilities are encouraged to apply. And there's a link there. Uh, application was due by August 31st. So I'm thinking like next year, probably around the same time. Yeah. Uh, Mary, yeah. you know, folks, you can be you can be looking out uh, for this application. And uh, see if you too can exhibit your art. We had, had a, before, excuse me, before the uh, COVID, we had uh, the last one we had, I think we had over 100 artists. This year we have over 70. So we're building back, you know, um, and, but it is a very successful, happy event that people really want to be a part of. So um, I think if they look at it next year, they'll find, um, it, it, it always is, is the weekend that the Plaza Art Fair is, which is beautiful, but can be quite expensive, where our art is all local artists, people from around the area, and it's much more affordable. You can get, get some fantastic, beautiful art for a much more reasonable uh, cost than the other Plaza one, which is gorgeous as well, but you have to have maybe a little more money to buy a few things there. Um, I dare say, um, I said, never mind. I'm not going to say that, but, uh, 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 Karen, I want to ask, are, are we, are we on the air? Okay. I can, yes, I see we're some, on, we're on the air. Okay. Okay. We're good. We're good. We're good. Okay. Just I wondering. have a question right quick. But, for, you know, for I, Melody, there, Donna is, go ahead. we didn't get a chance to have her answer a question as far as her process. What process Melanie do you take to prepare for an art show? Oh, um, for this one in particular, the it was um, maybe ten different fields you had to fill out for the application itself, and then I think there was about three photos that we got to choose of our own choice, and then there had to also be a booth, a booth shot. Okay. Um, and so okay. I was fortunate that I was actually in the downtown art fair, <laughs> and so that's where I got my first booth shot, and um, yeah, it was pretty simple and also affordable. Now, you all responsible for bringing your own tents and lighting as well? Are you responsible for bringing your own tents, tables, chairs, and lighting for the setup? Um, I believe so. I want to say yes. Okay. You have to bring your own tent and get all your supplies. Good. Okay. And that's that's probably uh, the usual uh, when you're going to exhibit uh, somewhere uh, like that. Um I don't know. It sounds like uh, it sounds like a lot of fun. Yeah, I, I think art fairs and things like that, especially outdoor stuff like that, is uh, always fun and mm -hmm. uh, it's kid friendly and pet friendly. Uh, Mary, is that correct? 
Yes. And the people need to bring a, well, you're going to be strolling around, but if you wanted to, could you bring a, like a, like a chair or something to sit in? In the park and just take a break or just enjoy. Well, this year we don't have music. In the past we've had music. We don't have that this year. But, yeah, you can sit under the tree, take a break, and then stroll some more. And there is going to be Colombian food, uh, a food truck. And I guess it's supposed oh. to be quite delicious. And that will be there. Uh-huh. Okay, you're making me quite hungry right now. <laughs> um, and please ever, give everybody the dates and times and that kind of stuff again. Sure. It'll okay. be front of mind. All right, it's next Saturday, um, September 23rd from 10 to 6 p.m. And next Sunday, September 24th, 10 a.m. to 5. And the location is Tice Park in Kansas City, Missouri. And that's uh, where Emmanuel Cleaver Boulevard meets Oak Street, and it's also across from the museum, the art museum. Okay. And what's the old school name of that park, Karen? Do you remember that? You're not that old school. No, not that old like, school. Also known as Volker Park. Oh, it was <laughs> Volker Park. I remember that now. Back in the day, Volker Park. Nobody knew it was Tice Mall. Okay, we got to take another break. Uh, so uh, I'll send it over to you, uh, Jay, and we come back, and then we'll continue our conversation with uh, PeaceWorks KC Vice Chair Mary Lad- Ladkey, uh, artist Rochelle Wissoff-Field. She's also she's a visual artist, a painter, and um, an author. Also on uh, our guest today is Melanie Bolden, a local visual artist who started her own company called Bold. So stay tuned. We'll be back after these messages. Coming up Thursday, September 21st at 7 p.m. on the People Power Hour brought to you by Casey Tenants, we'll be talking about the Tenant Bill of Rights. Our guests will be Brandy Granados and Janae Manley, two people that were instrumental in both writing it and getting it passed. Want to know how we got here and how it can protect you from slumlords? Tune in to the People Power Hour brought to you by Casey Tenants on September 21st at 7 p.m. Play KKFI. That's all you have to tell your smart speaker to get the news, views, and music you love. KKFI can be wherever you are. And you're listening to 90.1 FM KKFI Kansas City Community Radio. This is Urban Connection with your co-host Brother Jay and Sister Donna online with us and her guest, Donna. Hi, um, Jay. Thanks again for engineering for us today. Our guests um, are Mary uh, Ladke from PeaceWorks Kansas City. And they're doing their 32nd version of the art fair. It's in Tice uh, Park next Saturday. And two of the participants in that uh, art fair are here with us today. Rochelle Wissoff-Seal and Melanie 
Bolden. I'm on your website, uh, Melanie, and uh, it is bold. Your images are, are bold. Can you talk about some of your favorite themes that you have chosen in your visual art? Um, I Sometimes I don't feel like I have a thing. I just kind of go with how I feel in the moment when I paint. Um, I've, no, I've noticed that I do have a couple of, like, silhouettes, and so I will say that that kind of is my thing when I do some painting. Um, color-wise, again, that is also a feeling, and so depending on how I'm feeling, as the, the crazy thing about paintings, when I start, I have no I, I don't have a color palette picked out. Um, okay. <laughs> it sounds weird, but I, the process, as I go, I make it up as I go. I don't have, like, a finished finish draft like a mm-hmm. rough draft before I start. I wow. start from scratch and then it just evolves as I finish it until the end. And of course I have to add the rhinestones on there. Um, okay. But I do like bold colors. Um, I do like the, um, like big images. I don't have necessarily like little tiny um, details. Um, hence the boldness um, <laughs> of my painting. Mm-hmm. Um, the lines, um, I do use black um, quite often in my paintings, I have noticed, but I feel like that just pops out the colors. Um, mm-hmm. I often will try different things. There's uh, one painting where I tried to use uh, flowers, um, and that, I don't know if you can see it in my screen there, but it has, uh, like her hair, is of flowers. And so oh, it kind of okay. stem from, uh, I would say, a spiritual aspect when I'm painting. It's just whatever comes over me in the moment. Well, I'm just going to tell you that I see some pretty striking things here, like the Flex in My Complexion canvas. Mm-hmm. Uh, very interesting. Um, and it says a lot, even in the title. Mm-hmm. Um, it's very descriptive of, of the image that you have created, uh, which is of a just the essential element of a woman's face. Mm-hmm. And then there are these squares of colors, and they're the colors of the human rainbow uh, that you have there. Um, that's very, very interesting. And I see your rhinestones there as well. So that <laughs> one, sparkle is is there as well. There's another one called Birth of a Nation, mm-hmm. um, and. I don't know. I think if somebody told me there was a, a, a an image called Birth of a Nation, I wouldn't have thought of, of what you put here, which is like loving arms, stars surrounding our earth world, like it's a like it's a baby uh, wrapped in the arms of the the cosmos is how um, I would uh, describe it. What what would you say about that? Uh, that's actually a pretty pretty good description. Um, Did you? Just arriving from, you know, they call the Big Bang Theory that, you know, something happened within the stars and here we are in the universe. Um, that's just kind of where that derived from. Um, and, you know, we all come from one source. As we mentioned earlier, we are all connected more than we know. There's just different, you know, variants of people. Um, so that's just where that painting came from. 
Well, it's uh, very interesting. And your website, again, is boldartkc.com, B-O-L-D-A-R-T-K-C.com. That's where you can find the art of our guest, Melanie Bolden. Are you going to have some of those pieces out there at the uh, park on uh, next Saturday and Sunday? Yeah, those were both of those will both be out there, and those are both uh, ones that are fan favorites. It's funny that you mentioned that. Um, okay. <laughs> also have another one that's called uh, um, a Good Eye. That's what's that reflective, reflective yeah. my perception is two faces. One mm-hmm. has colorful flowers, the other one has black and white flowers. That one is a little mm-hmm. more of a mental state, depending on how you see yourself or depending on how someone else sees you, it's kind of a representation of that one. That's one of my favorites. Cool. Very, very cool. And what are some of your favorites? I'm looking at your uh, website as well, uh, Rochelle. It's called RochelleWissoff.com. That's R-O-C-H-E-L-L-E-W-I-S-O-F-F.com. And she describes her art as Semi-impressionist, yeah. But it's, but it's but it's also very it's also very real. What are your some of your favorite works, Rochelle, of yours? Um, some of the wine glasses, some of the more recent ones, um, undersea, some of my undersea pictures, also, um, the coral reef pictures, and there's one. The wine glass is one called Wine in the City, which is mm-hmm. one of my favorites. Um, it's it's hard to pinpoint. It's sort of like my favorite is sometimes the one I'm working on. Oh yeah. Now how does how do you how does one draw glass? Because glass is clear. So what what kind of technique is that? that would allow you or enable you to render a clear object visible um, on a flat first, surface? Yeah, the first thing I do is usually a detailed sketch. And then the places that I want to be lighter, I'll mask out. with It's a, a latex masking fluid. And then... When the darker details are, are laid in, then I'll go and remove that masking fluid and then add the light colors into it. I don't leave it just white because everything has, nothing is absolutely white or black, which that I did learn at the Art Institute. <laughs> <laughs> that's, um, that's a, yeah, that's a really basic, very important idea. Yeah. So um, that's kind of how I do it. And the first, the first few wine glasses that I did that came out right, I was so excited that I just did a whole slew of them. <laughs> Sounds like fun, uh, guys. Thank you all so much for being our guest here today on Urban Connections at ninety point one FM. Uh, Mary Ladkey, uh, Vice Chair at uh, PeaceWorks KC. Thank you so much for being here. Um, Rochelle Wissoff-Field, author and visual artist, who will be displaying her works at the art fair next weekend. Thank you so much for being here. Thank you. And 
uh, Melanie Bolden, a visual artist, uh, who will be displaying her work at uh, the PeaceWorks Art Fair next Saturday. Thank you so much for being here. It's been great great getting to know everybody. Thank you so much. Um, More information is at uh, the website, peaceworkskc.org. Thanks, everybody. And uh, please, you're so welcome. Please stay see you next year. And uh, because this is our second year for doing this for for the art fair. Um, Please stay tuned, everybody, at the top of the hour uh, for Brother Jay and Changing Narratives. Thank you, Donna. Thank you for another great show. You're welcome. Thank you. You're welcome. Thank you. See you soon in person. Yes. Next weekend, we'll see ya. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye. Bye.